1: And here's your hosts, Philip Mitchell and Bland Garrett. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone and this is episode 39 of the podcast for August 2017. Alright, this month we're continuing discussing about the Shadows of the Dark Crystal... Uh, which was a young adult uh, novel uh, written by J.M. Lee, uh, who's also uh, been working on some other project, uh, the Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance, um, and and is and this is the um, the first part of the uh, the quadrilogy um, of books uh, that are in the works. With the second book in the series, Song of the Dark Crystal, um, that is uh, as of you know as of now will, will be out now. Um, in stores so um, so which is great that um we're getting all these you know new stories uh, with all things dark crystal and so to you know to continue chatting about shadows of the dark crystal uh this is going to be uh, the final um, discussion for for this book and um, so we're going from chapters twenty five twenty six twenty seven and also we will we'll, we'll, ha- we'll have a few things to say I guess um, our overall thoughts. On Shadows of the Dark Crystal, um, introductions are in order. I'm Philip Mitchell, and I'm the host, and and um, I'll introduce my co-host uh, Bland Garrett. Bland, welcome, welcome back.
2: Hello, hello, good to be back as always. Lots of exciting Dark Crystal stuff
1: going on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is the year. I mean, that I think that they really are delivering on the 35th anniversary.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're yeah. Getting, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And secondly, uh, we do have some guests to continue chatting about, uh, the books with the shadows of the dark crystal. So this month we've got, uh, Peter M Peter, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, it's great to be back. Thanks.
1: No worries, Peter. And last but not least, uh, Nancy gray, Nancy just want to say thanks for coming back.
0: Oh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> It's exciting. Lots of, like you said, lots of things in the Dark Crystal universe this uh, this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 been a bit of a surprise, I guess. Like especially with the um, uh, with the announcement of a new um, Netflix series, I think that sort of uh, uh, really surprised mm-hmm. us all in great great ways. So um, it's definitely been a big year for the thirty fifth anniversary, and I think it's just going to get bigger in the years to come. So very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. so um yeah so we are up to 25 uh chapter 25 of shadows of the dark crystal so previously in within the story naya pretty much escaped with her brother Gurgin from the castle of the crystal and kylan sort of came to the castle you know in time that or outside the castle in time sort of for them all to escape
2: she's got her wings now
1: yes yeah yeah she was yeah. like gliding down uh, she escaped by gliding down with um, her wings with um, with her brother, Gurjin. And then uh, Gurjin decided to dream fast with her to pretty much just give her pretty much all the information that, that really Nayan will need to know down the track. So, yeah, so chapter 25 is really dedicated to this uh, dream fasting uh, sequence or chain of events as we get through uh, Gurjin's sort of p- perspective, I would say. I mean, it's pretty much an overall mm-hmm. sort of perspective of what happened it's a a flashback yeah yeah Yeah. essentially a flashback yeah yeah Yeah. so flashback to yeah, you know with Gurgen and Rian and and then uh Ryan and it's one of those things is like is it Rian or Ryan I'm probably going to say Ryan just because of because I keep because every time when I see the way it's spelled uh keep thinking of Ryan Johnson of course you know uh, who's directing the new Star Wars film. So I'm probably going to refer to it as Rian. And I always think Rian. I always think
0: Rian too. Yeah. But I'm really not sure because it really could go either way. I'll I'll just think it, Rian, and however we want to say it is fine by <laughs> me.
1: Oh, no. It's probably something I'll have to get Um, when I get J.M. Lee. Um, on the show to chat about uh, Song of the Dark Crystal, probably asking about, you know, how these words are pronounced. It's like, because there's no audio books out there that... <laughs> yeah, so so basically, yeah, it's, it's a flashback. Rian, you know, tells him that Mira has died, which I'm guessing Mira must be either one of the other sort of soldiers working at the Castle of the Crystal. That's sort of what I, what I gather, because we've never been introduced to this, uh, to Mira... And Ryan sort of, you know, s- says to uh, Gergen that yeah, like she was drained by the essence, and um, of course Gergen doesn't believe him initially, but I mean, sort of at the end of the day, he he does once, um, like later on when um, uh, Ryan has the uh, the vial sort of thing a- as proof in a way, and this is a part yeah, it's like Ryan yeah Ryan says that they must go to to the old Maudra. So, six are they're, they're pretty much tracking him down. Now they know that what, what's been happening. And so, Ryan, you know, has the vial and they decide to sort of split up. Which, which I guess is, you know, probably good thinking from Gergen's point of view. Because it's like, well, it's be- best for one of them to, you know, for Ryan to escape with the proof to the old Madra. And for um, Gergen to be the distraction. I guess probably this next part which I find interesting is when Gergyn was um taken to get uh he got taken by the Skeksis to um to get his essence drained. but then the Chamberlain stops the process because he uh he discovered that he has a twin sister and wanted to wait to get to get the sister Naya to combine their essence for um I don't know as I sort of thought might be longer living life I I guess it was interesting that how they knew at that time that he actually has a sister. Considering I guess, you know, very early on in the books in um like early on in the chapters with uh I think it was Skekok, uh the scroll keeper, And it mentioned that he never visited the the swamp, um, the Swamp of Sog, you know, to do the counting of all the Gelflings. But I'm just trying to think whether they know because they know that he's connected to to the Madra of you know Sog and you know therefore related and whatnot, yeah.
0: I have a theory on that because um, the Spriten um, Madra talked a, a lot about the Madra of the um, of Sog, so my guess is they might have even gotten that information from her because she talked a lot to the Skeksis during the festival. It wouldn't surprise me if they asked her about the other tribes and the other Madras as well and maybe it came up that she had uh, you know twins because it is interesting that her brother was asked to be a guard of the castle and it strikes me that probably they're not many that are taken from Sog and um, when you get to that point where you see that there are different types from every single tribe in the cages they're doing experiments this is probably meant to be an experiment all along the Chamberlain was probably just reminding Tech that, you know, not this one. This one was special. Remember type thing? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You could get... You need to save this one until we can get the twin. But th- that's my theory on it, at least. I mean, they don't say how they know, but somehow they did know that he had a twin. It's possible they could have found out from him um, from Gurjan, but I find that a little hard to to believe because it doesn't seem to me that they see, view the Gelflings as equals enough to really talk to them, find out about their families. Yeah. Except for maybe the Padres, which they're trying to still have that good impression going on with all of the different uh, tribes. But well, he, that's is,
2: just my he is a, take a guard it. in the castle, so I think they <laughs> probably did some background work, maybe. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Background checks. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I like, I like how this whole chapter is kind of laid out. Like it is a flashback, but it's, it is, a, you know, it, you're reminded that it's a dream fast because there's that moment where, um, Naya like answers him about the crystal being cracked. And he, he, it's like they have this little conversation in the middle of it. And then it goes back into the dream fast and, it talks about how time progresses, and then it goes to the next stage of the story. And I, I like how it's like that controlled ability. It's like telepathic Facebook Live. I know that sounds really goofy, but you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, like um, yeah, in the chapter, so it sort of mentions mm-hmm. that the crystal is cracked. Naia said within her dream fast, answering the question in her brother's memory. I saw it in the chamber. It is no longer the crystal of truth. The heart of Thra, it's broken. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, it is, yeah. So, interesting that the, mm-hmm. they're still conversing within the Dreamfast, even though the Dreamfast would ultimately be overtaken with um uh, with Gurjin's sort of visions of, you know, the flashback of him. Well, that's that's the purpose of, you know. It's
0: like in the film where Kira and Jin are, basically talking back and forth over the images where they're talking about their past and, the, you know, he'll say something like I'm having a bath while um, you know, the Urskek is bathing or the Ur-Ura is bathing him and she's talking about her mother and her mother the monsters and things like that it's similar, but they're having a bit yeah. of a more complex conversation here
2: Yeah, it's like, what's you know, happening? We're dream fasting, mm-hmm. sharing our memories and yeah
0: yeah So it it seems that that's something that they can do. They can concentrate enough to still talk about the images that that they're seeing. Kind of almost like, this this is another bad example, but like talking about, you know, if you're watching a TV show and you start talking to your friend about it type thing. Because you're seeing the images, but you can also discuss them. Right. I thought that was kind of neat, you know so this went, also is like the
2: big this is like the big moment when it's actually discovered that the Skeksis are draining their essence mm-hmm. and using them and fe- feeding off of them basically using the miscattle yeah. or mm. nebri yeah. or however you want it.
1: <laughs> yeah cuz i mean like in, in the previous chapters you sort of got a bit of a hint of that you know seeing all the gal things that they did seem drained out but i guess yeah this would be you know when they sort of reveal that you know this is a hundred percent that they are draining them draining the essence um of the galfling so um yeah
2: and and this to me like when i think of the dark crystal and like the how dark it is i mean yeah it's the dark crystal but how just there's the that whole evil um dark presence and that goes on with it like this the whole draining of the essence is like the most her, uh, how do I word this? It's like the most horrific thing in this universe of Thra Mm -hmm. and the dark crystal and everything. Like that's just so creepy. And the way it's portrayed in the film is like, if you really sit down and think about it, like, I don't know. I'm kind of numb to it because when I've watched this movie my whole life, so I still kind of think of it like I do as a child, but which is probably why I love it so much. But then when I actually sit down and analyze it and think about it and watch that scene of the podling being drained and even Kira yeah. being drained. Yeah. It's so it's so horrific. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: It's it, it is definitely nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah. I'm um trying to figure out what age is appropriate to show my children the movie because I remember being horrified by that scene when I was a kid. And I probably watched this honestly too soon, but might explain some things about me because I am a horror writer, but still <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like it's it's so you don't know exactly when you're that age what's going on, but you definitely recognize it as something that is horrific. It's it's like they're draining their soul away. In essence, it's not. In essence, ugh, sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> oh no. Anyway,
0: um, I it's, always it, it I
3: is. always thought it was very inefficient. <laughs> of all things, I thought really that's you drain an entire life force and turn them into zombies and you get, you know, maybe a little like, obviously in the end game that was shown in the film, it isn't very effective, but I am always wondered what it would be like, you know, in this book, um, how effective it is like one golfing equals, you know, one year of rest- restoration or, you know, is it like an addiction where it has less effect every time? So, you know, there, there's that aspect to it, and mm. of course, you know, just horrifying.
2: That's yeah, because when you,
3: uh,
2: and when also when you think about it, it's like, well, now we know in the in the book, um, that you can you can be drained to death,
0: mm-hmm. like
2: you're, and and you see it in the films. Tech is like, that's enough, close it, slave. You know, like mm-hmm. we don't want to kill this Bodling. He's, you know, he's going to be a slave, but it's, um. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, what I, was my point here? <laughs> kind of lost my train of thought.
0: I think it probably did take more and more as they got older and older, because, I mean, in in this book, they're still relatively young, and uh, one of the things that uh, it said, and basically the website was how it was talking about, they were wondering what effects different types of essence would have. Like um the Groton clan, they're wondering if uh maybe they would have improved bit vision since they had night vision because they worked they lived in the tunnels. That kind of thing. It's like it's almost in an experimental phase now. They don't necessarily have to drink the essence, but they want to. It it does um Well it's like know. a drug,
2: and we see that yeah. with the hunter. I mean the hunter is like addicted to it. You just can yeah. it's like a drug.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Addiction. And I I mean
2: they they pretty much like doomed I mean if they really do get to a, a de- dependent point of the essence which I don't know if if they would live the full 1000 years if they didn't have essence if the if it was, you know, Ursu sacrificed himself but I mean why
3: you, why do it? And you know what you don't have um Mentioned is that the Uru, are they getting the benefit of this as well? Right. You know, they're not draining Gelflings, but since their other halves, the Skeksis, are surviving, they are too. So how does that work for their morals?
2: But then it's like, is the essence really that important to them? Because they get to the point where they make the decision, okay, we're going to kill off all the Gelfling, which is like the most prized essence that we can get. And so they, I guess they made a conscious choice that they were just going to use podlings Mm. instead of gelfling, because they were going to, you know, completely kill off the gelfling.
3: Well, we, we don't know about the Gartham Wars, whether the gelflings Mm. were all killed or they killed themselves in battle rather than be taken.
0: well, I think it has to do also, again, with the movie, with the fact that once the prophecy happens, once the great dreaming occurs, the Skeksis know that eventually the, um, the Gelfling will destroy them. So I think that in the Gartham War- Wars, they were really trying to kill off the Gelflings because they were, despite the fact they really were addicted to their essence, they didn't want to be destroyed by them either. And even these little things that are happening in this book, more and more Gelflings are starting to kind of rebel against them and realize that things aren't what they seem to be. And despite the fact that they're, they consider themselves superior beings, they do know that the Gelflings do outnumber them. And while last time when they they were basically flinging stones and spears at the castle, this time... They don't have their other half. They One of the things about this book that I thought was interesting was the fact that, I mean, she almost kills one of the Skeksis. She could have done it, but didn't because she realized the connection at the last minute.
2: Right. right. So
0: it's one of those things that Naya... The fact that one gelfling could have killed a Skeksis means that they probably are starting to realize that they are immortal especially now that they've lost their other half which might have been what this whole experiment was about and once that prophecy occurs that the gelflings are going to overthrow them I'm sure that that I get the feeling that's why they bring the Gartham in in the first place because they're like okay well we can't take any chances with this now at least that's my theory on
2: it. I mean, and if, well, the prophecy also comes from the Gelfling themselves through their
0: mm-hmm. the
2: communal dream fast, which is the whole point of the series. Um, so it's kind of like the Skeksis take the Gelfling's word for it and believe it enough to the point of fearing the Gelfling enough to kill them all off and no longer have their essence.
0: They may be spying on them by then, too, because right now they don't have the crystal bats, but that's something that's going to come in the future as well. Right.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, that that's the thing, like, I mean, the whole, uh, the essence uh, draining, um, how, yeah, the Chamberlain says, you know, this one has a sister, and so it gets to the point that, you know, the Emperor thinks it is worth saving until we have the sister, special Gelfling, rare Gelfling, like us, two halves, yes. Worth waiting for, yes. Maybe special essence, maybe powerful essence. Um so yeah, I'm I'm really curious like what what they're thinking having the two essences together, whether you know, whether it just be just longer living life, or do they think it's going to have something to do with them wanting to connect? to merge with the, um, with the uh, Mystics, which I wouldn't think that would be the case, but whether they're, they're actually really, well, yeah, yeah, whether they were just really trying to think um, of, you know, thinking of ways to sort of get back together again, which I don't think so, but I just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: I get the feeling that they, they want to get back together again, but they want to be able to control it. Mm. I almost get the feeling that the Chamberlain wants the Emperor to try it to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds bad, but that that seems to be his type of character because he said, you know, for the Emperor and more than likely what that means is if, the, if they manage to get that combined essence, they tried on the Emperor, see if he, you know, merged back or what happened to him and then if it became more powerful they would start Basically, hunting for twins mm. in all the Gelfling lands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get the, that impression at least from that.
2: We we find out in this chapter um, that there's this moment where they talk about the crystal veins and how they've always spread through the earth. And um, it says it's bring, bringing life and bringing light, but the Skeksis realize that they could use its power. And once that happened, once they turned the Heart of Thra against its own creatures, that was when the crystal began to darken. So, it's written here now that it wasn't the cracking or damaging of the crystal that darkened it. It was the experimentation that the Skeksis did with the crystal that caused it to darken.
0: I get the feeling it might be a bit of both.
2: Well, being broken allowed it to be darkened.
0: mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, healing it and putting the shard in place probably wouldn't have done very much, but I do get the feeling that both acts of shattering it and also using it for this horrible purpose probably combined and made it even darker. That might have been what made it uh, spread across the even. The horrible things, the experiments they were doing.
2: Because that was when the shadows grew. They perverted the power of the crystal and turning it, and uh, they ugh, excuse me, they are perverting the power of the crystal and turning it black.
3: Mm.
2: So here, like the healing of the crystal can happen at any time, but in order for the uru and the skeksis to join back into erskig, it has to happen before the great conjunction, and then they all have to be in the crystal chamber. Yeah. To allow the process to happen. So the healing can happen at any time. It just has to, in order for them to get back in two made one, yeah. it has to happen before the Great Conjunction. Mm-hmm. So, like, year, years before. I,
1: <laughs> I was just saying, because it's sort of in the movie, it sort of happened during it because the, the three suns got together. Then the light beamed down to the crystal, and the crystal was still. It wasn't fixed, so you know it was like about five or so seconds. But beto- you know before um, that, you know the light was beaming down before um, Skeks, uh, before Jen put the shard back into place. Yeah, but then how long?
2: But, but see, here's the thing: how long is a great conjunction? How long does it last? I haven't time. That would be interesting to time in the film, mm-hmm. like the moment that the suns combine and the light hits the you know starts to come down. And time it all the way until I guess when the Ursk leave. I mean, well, it kinda ends before the Erskeks leave. It's like before it's like right after the moment that they rejoin together, then that's the moment yeah. that the the it, great conjunction is over. So if you think it, about it, it's like it's like he could have he the light beam could have come down and Jen could have been sitting up there for like two minutes and then put the shard in. Yeah.
0: It's a little, it's not really off topic. And it's also interesting that when they're in the, um, you know, when they're sitting here absorbing the light from the crystal. Meanwhile, the uh, Ura are doing some sort of ritual with the sand. Did anyone else notice that in the film? they were talking about the ritual didn't give any comfort. They said the same thing with the Ura, and he's um, doing mystical patterns in the sand. I don't... It's almost like the Skeksis are actually doing something that perverts the crystal, and the uh, Uru are basically doing some sort of ritual that's maybe in conjunction with nature. I thought that was also kind of interesting.
3: Yeah, yeah. I love the sand
2: painting. That's... Mm -hmm.
3: Well, it's the, um, the interesting part about the Uru. One of the interesting things about them is that just like the Skeksis, they appeared without you know any knowledge really of the world they were in. So unlike the Skeksis, you know, they went for wisdom and knowledge versus power. And so mm. they're learning the aspects of the universe, not just of Thra, where the Skeksis simply focused on the dark crystal and said, yeah, we can control this world with that. And I don't think they're really thinking beyond that other than you know the power of the conjunctions. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. get the the impression from the movie at least that they're thinking you know the rest of the universe is just very small, whereas the Ur were like, "Yeah, you know what? we know how things are working." Mm-hmm. so it's quite the quite the gap between the two, mm-hmm. I'm I kind of like
2: here's a here's a beyond question um so you know we have all these little questions like how did this you know how did the crystal bats come about how did this come about when you know when did the gartham come about um, this <laughs> I kind of lost it again um it's it's like a beyond yeah. question, like okay, so the crystal is cracked but not necessarily darkened. And so then once the Skeksis start to mess with it and it darkens, you have all these planets that are connected with other crystals. And one of them is the Earth Skek planet. So how huh. is the darkening of the crystal on Thra, which may be the heart of all these planets, we don't know. How is that affecting all of them? That's and do, do they know and can they tell?
0: that's a very interesting point because all of the crystals were supposed to be connected right um, not just in terms of teleportation which we know that they can do teleporting from different planet from planet to planet but it does make you wonder if this spread past the raw that's a pretty cool idea
2: so then that opens up the this whole okay so you have the world of Thra and the world of the dark crystal so then you could have the universe of the crystals huh. and then it just kind of opens up like all you could create a new world and somehow have a story of how it's affected by the darkening of the crystal on Thra
0: hmm.
2: be kind of I a, actually a, a, like that an, an interesting collection of short stories yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I, I hear contest.
1: I yeah. Hear contest. <laughs> 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 and it, it makes me think about, I mean, a, a little bit off topic, but I guess with the power of the dark crystal, how um, Therma, who's a filing, and how whether her world got affected during the darkening, but which it kind of, which I don't think it did because the whole premise of that is when when the um, the crystal was broken, her world was all all fine and all good, um, so yeah, lots of questions. Yeah, certainly think about um, about all that. So, um, so yeah, back 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 with chapter twenty. So basically, at the end of chapter twenty five, um, yeah, Gurgin, you know, gets captured by the Skeksis, about to get his essence drained. The Chamberlain stops the process, and um, and and then then he's locked in a cage, and the dream fasting ends.
2: We get another illustration,
1: yes, yeah, from uh Cory Godby, yeah, yeah, which is a of the Skeksis holding holding um Gürgen by the throat, and yeah, yeah, a great um illustration of of that one yeah, and you see the two suns um in the background there, Or moons, I guess, it's probably actually be nighttime, so it, it would i presume it'd be moons um yeah and so um yeah yeah so we're, we're up to chapter 26 it was just that they would just keep running away from the um from the Skeksis but then Naya and Kylan they you know they attack Skakamal the the hunter and of course they continue to run away as fast as they can and sort of Gurgin is sort of up to a point where um um, he feel like, he feels like he can't go on, that he's too weak, um, that it's best for, um, for Naya and Kylan just to keep going, to keep going, which I mean, Gurjan does explain that, well, you know, I've told you everything you need to know through the dream fasting from the previous chapter. I guess it was sort of that point where he's like, you know, he's willing to sacrifice himself again for Naya and Kylan to sort of be able to get away and hopefully be able to reach to the All Muldra. Uh, to tell them of this news and and I'm guessing, you know, with Naya would I would imagine a scene and with Naya and the old module or maybe even um some other character to to Dreamfast the same uh memory that to share across so which would be very Yeah <laughs> very <laughs> kind of like
2: she downloaded
1: yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and now she has it yeah, she yeah, can share yeah, it again. Yeah. yeah. I just I just think you, you hear the dial up uh-huh. noises like <laughs>
0: Uh, sensing another <laughs> Star Wars reference here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: but then can you alter the memory? Get can you lie in a dream
1: fast <laughs> from a certain point of view? <laughs> um,
0: I, that's a good question about the lying in the dream fast thing. I wonder if you can even withhold information. Right. It's one of those things that I don't think you can really lie, since it's like, almost like sharing <laughs> memories, but censor
3: part of it fog it out <laughs> it seems
0: it, it, it isn't seems like perfect
3: are like that. they're very mm-hmm. honest so and from the movie we saw that it was a matter of need that kind of directs them so you don't have a well I think we'll think about this now it's like oh I'm being drawn to this memory
0: mm-hmm. there, it also though is blurred according to what you perceive because um One of the things when Kylan is showing his um, dream, what he saw of the hunter, it's very um, monstrous and it's it's almost beyond real. Probably because he was a child when he saw it. Right.
2: It's how he remembers it as a child. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in and of itself, even though dream fasting is very honest, it probably can sometimes be skewed according to your perceptions.
2: Right it's it's based on actual memory and not um photographic memory is i'm mean, it's it's almost like emotional uh, i guess emotional memory
1: mm.
2: versus like, like
1: photographic or,
2: photographic um... yeah you know, like mm-hmm. a photographic memory versus an emotional memory mhm like, of course, when I think of things that when, when I was a child, it, it is kind of foggy. Like, you know, I don't have a full, clear picture, you know, depending on how far back I go to the memory. But see, that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. studies, studies have shown that memories alter every time you remember them, because on top of remembering the memory, you're also remembering that you're remembering like the situation that you're in when you're remembering that memory adds another layer to it
0: mm-hmm. which is
2: how police can cause people to do false confessions because they almost alter the person's memory by them having to go over it over and over again it starts to become reality it starts to embed itself in the memory sorry i got a little off topic For but when, then is there an adult back, is there an to
0: like your your old school or something like that. I mean, when you were in elementary school, you go back to your old elementary school and you're looking around and you're like, wow, I just remember everything being bigger, you know?
2: Well, you were smaller it, at the time.
0: <laughs> exactly. So depending on when you have a memory and what circumstances are going on during it, it might be different than what actually happened. If you're scared and you have a memory of someone, like, attacking you or something, they might look huge and they might not actually be that huge. Or if you're a child and, you know, you're in a school, the school might look huge and you go back and, like I said, you're older and you're like, you know, this place is kind of (laughs) small. But, um, I think that it's, it's a little bit emotional and it's a little bit, um... It's not quite photographic. It's one of those things that they share. And I have noticed in the chapter that she shares a lot of the emotion that Gurjan is feeling. Because he's appalled by all these things. And she's appalled. And it's almost like she's living it through him. Because we actually change perception in that chapter. I'm sorry, I we went back to t- chapter 25. But still, <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that's uh, part of it.
2: And then what about dream fasting? Can it be commercialized? (laughs) (laughs) Like, or like little kids, like what if they're like, hey, um, give me a dollar. And and yeah, I'll give you, I mean, I'm like, like they have dollars on Thrive, but it's like, (laughs) hey, give me a dollar and, or give me a dollar and I'll show you what it was like to ride this ride at the amusement park. And then it's like okay, they give him a dollar, and then it's like dream fast. Here's how it was on that ride. Like I know that sounds goofy, but like, dream could there, fast, yeah. is dream like how is dream fasting practiced and skilled, or is dream fasting just natural?
0: I that's a good question because I got the feeling it was very personal in the movie, but you know she does dream fast with, like, a nebri in this, and it's one of those things, it's like, and she does accidentally dream fast. It definitely is an invasion of someone else's privacy if you accidentally dream fast with them, but this is another form of...
2: mm -hmm. This is another
0: form of communication. Well, he never had another Gelfling to dream fast with. I think that it's a special skill...
2: Yeah, I don't think though that when Kira touched him, her intention was to dream fast either. No. So and, is it just the fact that the two Gelfling hadn't been around each other in so long that it's why it, it happened, or is it because Jen had never dream fasted uh-huh. before? When was the last time? I mean, Kira knows about dream fasting, so I mean,
0: I get the feeling that. Um... Did well, she podlings, dream fast with
2: podlings? Did did she uh, remember dream fasting from when her mom was still alive? Like
0: I th- I think the podlings probably told her about it. She might have remembered from when her mom was alive, but it Or did she just is, know
2: it because it happened when she touched a podling at one time? And it's just a natural uh, thing that Gelflings can do, whether it be controlled or uncontrolled.
0: Um I'm not sure. I get the feeling that most uh, Gelfling can't actually dream fast with creatures or plants the way Naya does. Because Kylan, I think, comments about that. I don't remember what chapter it was in, but I could have sworn he said something along the lines of, you know, that he couldn't do that. I think it's a natural thing between Gelflings. But not all giflings can uh, dream fast with um, animals or plants or so even then, podlings.
2: Right. So then, do does that open the question of whether or not Kira has that ability and she can? That's and therefore she could dream fast with podlings. And so that's uh-huh. why she was so knowledgeable about dream fasting when Jen asked her in the dream fast.
0: <laughs> that could be. She also had the ability to communicate with animals.
2: True, so, very true, yes So why don't she, she just have that ability <laughs> or did, But did she learn that from the podlings?
0: I think This is just a theory I think she might have been descendra- Descended from the Almadra She In my opinion, it seems like She clearly is a Vapra right. And so it makes me Wonder if she's either Descended from the Almadra or something Because she's got more than one gift Then If she can dream fast with, you know, if she knows about dream fasting and can, in fact, dream fast with podlings or other creatures and can also communicate with them, that's two probably fairly rare gifts.
2: But she also uses language to communicate with the animals.
0: Yeah, which
2: isn't language that the animals themselves use. So do those words just come to her naturally or was it taught to her by the podlings? That's, I mean, it's just one of those questions that's un- unanswered.
0: Well, um, what's her name? Oh, gosh. I'm going blank. Uh, the, the, um, uh, the Avatar of Thra. Come on now, Nancy. <laughs> oh, God. Agra? Algra, thank you. Algra <laughs> tells her in the movie that she has the gift. So I think it is a gift. I don't think oh it was yeah, offered,
2: that is true. The podlings. She also knew her name though. So how did she know her name? How did how did Algra know that she had the gift? Just because um, of her connection with Thra? I
0: was to say probably from her connection with Thra. And all of the lost creatures, and she was the one who uplifted the elflings in the first place,
2: right? So, you thought just three chapters was going to be a short discussion. Well, <laughs> yes. hang on to your headphones.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's no, my no, fault. It's, it's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's my fault, too.
0: Like, yeah, I'm yeah,
1: <laughs> popping out. Uh, uh no, it, it, it's
3: it's great discussion off, stuff. You like... know,
0: going off on a tangent, <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute, we're on chapter twenty-six. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, but it all has bearing on it. So it's things that you know, in the Dark Crystal, the film, that you think, hmm, that's interesting. And of course, you know, J.M. Lee obviously has thought about it too when he's writing. So why not, if you have the opportunity, address it, you know, in part. Um if not directly in his book.
1: Yeah. And and that's probably the thing I'm really looking for with um Song of the Dark Crystal of, of how um yeah, the whole dream fasting sort of gets established a lot more. Um, especially now that um Naya has the vision from from Gürgen and um yeah, just, just what happens um when passing memories of other people um towards others. So
2: Well, and then it's like when is she gonna fully be able to use her wings? Mm. Like, is it gonna be in the next book or is it gonna be in the third or the fourth? Like is this another thing that we're waiting, like she was waiting for her wings and then she got them? And now is she waiting to be able to fly and like
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah. And, and so pretty much the, um, in this chapter, like Skokumal sort of reveals to the Gelfling, um, you know, just, just about a lot of things with, with the Gelfling saying about, um, um, draining and, um, oh that it's like, you know, it's like crystal cracked, he, he said, and uh, he says, it was an accident, is taking care of it, taking care of Gelfling. How's Skeksis to protect little Gelfling when crystal cracked, when growing old, growing weak? Little sacrifices is payment, is Gelfling purpose? Um, yes. Yeah, which is yeah. Like, uh, you know, just because it's crystal cracked, it's like, yep, we need Gelflings, you know, um, to sacrifice themselves for us to live um, longer.
2: Well, then Naya, like, she could when when he got it, got up on him, she could smell that breath again, that
1: yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Gelfling essence breath.
1: Yeah.
0: With the hunter, it might have been more than just essence too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <Right. laughs> and
0: I got the feeling, he, I got the feeling he cooked a Gelfling. So
1: yeah. <laughs> um and. And then also in this chapter was... Um, yeah, Neo sort of n- realises the connection between the Skeksis and the Mystics. Um, and that was, I think, due to a um, to a scar that they both have. Um, yeah. yeah. In the shape of an X. X yeah. was a mark that exactly resembled the wound Erva had suffered in breaking free of the Cradle Tree's curse. Yeah, like... I mean, she asks, you know, why do you have that scar? And then, you know, Skekmal sort of chants half seized, half seized," And then that, I think that sort of, um, yeah, she worked out that, that, yeah, that, that Skeksis is connected to Irva. You are one with him. Um, and yeah. And so they just keep, uh, running away, um, and basically, uh, they get on the, the land that, well,
2: there's this moment where he mm-hmm. actually says when single shines, the triple sun. Yeah. Havsies, havsies, havsies.
0: And she says, one, I like this scene. It makes you think there's a little division between them because I thought before, you know, the way the Chamberlain was saying, you know, special essence might be powerful has something to do with us. Maybe some of them want to unite with their other half thinking they can control it. But I get the feeling he doesn't. He likes the fact he is himself. And I think that's why he wants to kill one of them or drink one of their essence to make sure that 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 experiment doesn't happen. Because I get the feeling he's actually afraid in this scene when she says that. Because he's like, not one, not one, skick my own, not just this, not one. And he actually shudders like he's just horrified by the thought. That yeah, he could end up, uh, another, one. Mm-hmm.
2: And then he gets to the point where he's, like, not one with nothing. Mm-hmm. And she's up on his back.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and she loses track of the fourth arm. Uh-oh. Always happens. That fourth arm. Always going to get mm-hmm. you.
0: <laughs> but I thought it was telling that she really could have killed him. If she hadn't stopped because of that star- scar on his hand. Because, yeah. like, you wouldn't think that one Gelfling could possibly kill a Skeksis. But she's... She's hitting him pretty hard in this chapter with his own bone shard from his mask. So does this strike the final blow and does, then stops?
2: Yeah. Well, she sees the scar. She knows that there
0: mm-hmm.
2: she just notices the connection, but then he gets so upset about it. Now, is this to reflect all like the way all of the Skeksis feel? about their connection to the Uru, Like, are they wanting to get to a point to where maybe after the next Great Conjunction, their ties would be severed, and they'll be revitalized, and they won't have to worry about being connected to the Uru or
0: I still think it might be uh, divided in between them. That some of them might want to reconnect, not because they want the Uru to be part of them, but because they want to be whole again. Whereas others are happy as they are. Like, I just get the, the feeling that the hunter himself is a little off, basically. He's gotten to the point he's happy with what he is, and he doesn't want to go back. And he's ruining that... Experiment the Chamberlain is trying to do purposefully because he doesn't want to, or at least that's the impression I got from him.
2: Well, he wants he's so addicted to this essence that he wants it for himself. But that's is it just the addiction? It. Is it just the addiction, or is he wanting to possibly overthrow Skexo? Is this like the start of the whole chaos within the Skexis political? statuses
1: mm. yeah because i mean skekmal skekmals he's yeah like he he says you know so um gets valiah from gelfling they come to castle but maybe not all gelfling get to castle he's like one for emperor one for Skekmal, and tonight one and one so it seemed like he was almost yeah like he was willing to kill one of them um sort of yeah to um just uh dismay the, the the plan of you know having the two twins um together in the castle or getting the essences drained at the same time or whatnot yeah and so yeah so gergen yeah he, he sort of sort of gives up and sort of says you know i can't um i can't go on and 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 he yeah again he says says to naya that when we dream fasted i showed you everything i know more than what you saw you'll see it someday when you need me i'll be with you fine Ryan. He has the vial. He has the perf. Run and live. and
2: um. Well, Kylan rescued Kylan, we got to point out that Kylan rescued them.
1: Yeah, he did, yeah.
2: He yeah. finally threw a bola it, it. No kidding, Kekmall.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, that's an interesting line. I didn't notice that before. When we dream fast, I showed you everything I know. More than you saw, you'll see it someday. So, it's like he almost implanted a dream fast that's going to tr- trigger later. Ah, that actually—that's
2: in- re- interesting. Yeah,
0: I, that actually reminds me. Uh, this is very off topic, but it reminds me of the anime Naruto, where he'll have visions of his mother talking to him, things like that. I wonder if this is going to come up. I bet it will come up later, since he said that that Guren is going to end up talking to her, almost like talking to her in her mind, you know, the vision that he put there is probably going to come up when she needs it most. But that's a really interesting thing there that I didn't pick up on before.
2: Yeah, so he... So he is sacrificing himself. Mm -hmm. But since she's escaped, Ma only has the one of the twins, one of the two. So does he need to make sure that this gets back to the emperor, or is he going to be in, you know, big landstrider crap, or does is he going to kill Gurgin right then and there? Is Gurgin mm-hmm. dead?
1: I I still kind of feel like they're still going to keep him because I definitely want to still want to try with like, getting Naya back and. Draining them both at the same time. I mean, so
2: does Skegmal have the yeah. Rest, rest, um, restraint?
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: Maybe he just don't has, know. has
1: a taste of him. <laughs> um, I, yeah.
0: I got the feeling he killed Gergen, but the problem is, it's hard to say because it doesn't say he's dead. She doesn't feel necessarily that he's dead, but the fact. He struck him. Uh, let's see. Struck the hard trunk of a t- tower tree, then fell face forward into the leaves and dirt and did not move. Skemald admired his handiwork for only a moment longer before snarling an uneven laugh. It sounds like he's laughing, like he killed him. Well, just say I thought about his his medicine, he stirred. Yeah, it- it's like he keeps coming back and then finally falling, and it's like—is he? This happened in the castle, too, with um, Tavro, where you're like, is she dead? I don't know. <laughs> and it feels that way again. It's like, is Gurdjian dead? Because when she has to leave, it looks like he is, but he might not be. So I get the feeling that the hunter wouldn't willingly take him back to the castle, would probably want to kill him there. But the other Skeksis are out looking for them too, so it's entirely possible that he could even still be alive, just barely alive, and they might get him back to the castle. But
2: I mean, Skek Ma's like, "Where's the one with? Where's the one with wings?" And he's like, "Hey, mm-hmm. she's gonna go fly to the Almandra and tell him all about
0: mm-hmm. it."
2: And so Skek Ma's like, "Oh crap." Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting whether there are like in you know other gelfings that you know they're twins as well, um, or whether Kylan and Naya are sort of the first sort of you know twins of Thra, essentially. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah really curious about that. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, so so they did escape with uh, Naya and Kylan. With the Land Striders that were Tavra's Land Strider.
2: Yeah, next to the Black River.
1: Yeah. And and then basically, and then we get into uh, chapter 27. So obviously, time has passed since the events of chapter 27. Um, yeah, and this is, you know, Nea, she, she's sort
2: of. Well, we get the mention of yeah. the three brothers at the end of the last chapter.
1: Yes, we do, yeah. So, what was it? With an escalating hope, lope, the Landstrider headed off along the riverbank under a sky, slowly brightening with the rise of the three brothers.
2: So, the the, the sons of the brothers and the moon, moons are sisters, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And, yeah, it sort of starts off with Naya sort of waking up uh, from a dream that she was having of a blue and open sky suddenly split by a shock of blinding fire again you know this is probably referring to the Galfling gathering um you know it's you know sort of says you know then the sky grew darker and darker still and instead of thousands of stars within its arms they are counted only seven laid out in the hoop of Yezmet or Grizai. so Mm -hmm. yeah it seems like yeah like i think it was similar very early on in the book where she was sort of having these sort of future visions in a way
0: about
2: Or are these the implanted visions from Gurjan?
0: It could be. It was a memory
2: she felt. Yeah, it was a memory she felt instinctively, but she wasn't sure whose. Was this a dream fast with Kylan? A glimpse into one of the many colorful songs he had stored in him? Mm -hmm. Maybe this was a song. um, Maybe this was what a song was to a song teller. This sublime, awesome spectacle. Or maybe it was a dream fast with Thra itself. The living earth mm-hmm. below and all the, all around them, a memory impl- imprinted into the life force of all that came of it. Yeah. These question these questions yeah. went unanswered, but the meaning was clear. Night was coming. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I get the feeling it is something a little deeper than her and her brother. That maybe it almost is something Thra was trying to tell her, or the crystal itself.
2: Well, maybe Thra already told Gurjan and so Gurgin knew that eventually Thra would tell her. Maybe. And so he knew that she was eventually going to find these things out from Thra. So he was like, "Hey, you know, you know there's more. There's more that you're going to see."
1: It could be. So she basically, uh, Naya, what wakes up, and and sort of, I guess, in this chapter. Um, I mean, just have, just going through the pages and whatnot, um, sort of, uh, encounters with Nietzsche, So they sort of back, back together, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, cause Niche sort of, sort of wasn't, uh, around, I guess, during the chapters, probably with her, but didn't really do much, I guess. <laughs> um. He was hiding. Yeah, he just hiding. Scared. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, she was really happy to um to see Neech.
3: Mm-hmm. To
1: see Nietzsche um in the morning. It's like so worried. I lost you, little eel, rotten spithead, mm-hmm. making me worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, then the, I mean, Kylan does say he caught up with us after we crossed the river. Um, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we find out that they are actually inside um, uh, Ryan's or Rian's um, home. Well, Nietzsche mm-hmm. has the knife, right? Um, I thought the knife was just... Uh... Gergen's
0: Nietzsche knife. And it's yeah, Gergen. mm-hmm. I did not did Nietzsche have it? I thought that it was just um, on the well, table she threw or something. he through it? Well, or she on the threw it. Well, he was
2: the one that got it out of the, uh, out of the moat or whatever around mm-hmm. the castle.
0: I guess that makes sense. They are they do retrieve things for their masters.
2: That's pretty cool. Has he has he already given it back to her? Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm confused about? 'Cause she when she mm-hmm. It says that she realizes Gergen's knife was gone as well, lost somewhere deep in the bottom of the castle moat. Okay. Yeah. And then he Uh-oh. like rescued it.
0: It it sounds like he rescued it and um Kylan gives it to her because he uh let's see. Caught up with this over the river, he dipped his hand into his sleeve and withdrew a small cloth wrap parcel with this. And that was the um get the dagger.
1: Yeah, and then they sat in silence and Naya looked at a reflection, a freshly polished blade of Gurjan's knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, she, you know, Naya's like that she would not regret his sacrifice. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, you know, she's wondering where, where they were. And that's when, yeah, Kylan says, you know, this, this house is Rian's um, home. So, well, his family home his family's house and, um, but, um,
0: so, I, yeah, yeah. I really like the way that Kylan is, uh, portrayed towards the end here. Cause it's like throughout the whole novel, it seems like he's almost following her and not as strong as she is. And by the end, he's the one who basically helped them escape to stone and wood. So I thought that was stone yeah. in the, the power woods. of the bola. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Managed to actually learn to throw the bola and, you know, kind of is partly responsible for getting them there. And I, I really liked that because, um, you know, it makes him seem stronger. And it's like their bond is strengthened. He's stronger and she's stronger. And I like I like how that is in the end here.
3: I I have to say I love the fact that a bola can represent so many things for these two, mm-hmm. so you know it's you spin around a common center, and in order for it to be effective, it has to be properly aimed, and mm. the weights will bring you bring themselves to the common center, and wrap themselves around your target. They have to be mm-hmm. perfectly balanced. Um, you know the same uh, the same type of weight. I mean, there are many different ways of looking at the metaphors, but Ebola is perfect for their relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i like that that's a good analogy
1: yeah yeah fan- fantastic analogy yeah
3: that's hard to master <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> as we were shown
1: <laughs> yeah, <it's good. laughs> uh, gotta work at it yeah <laughs> well, yeah yeah take some time um but yeah yeah i definitely agree that um yeah Colin's really stepped up the plate um big time yeah as of now and so um and and so they said you know well, he says that they're at the family here at home and um they know the family told him where Ryan is, so you know, going to meet him later today. So uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think um overall like they just um sort of towards the end they sort of leave Ryan's family house and as they head off to, to see the old Molder at Hara you know, there was a moment where, you know, she says about, you know, I want well, to She reflects
2: home. on her shoes, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, she says, you know, I do want to go home, but but I left Sog to meet with the old Modra. Tavra charged me with relaying a message and she was captured protecting me and the rest of our people. I don't want her sacrifice or Gurgens to mm-hmm. go to waste. Our people are still in danger. So, yeah, so it's like, you know, she definitely wants to come back, but go back home, but she wants to finish her task that she was appointed to. Right. That Yeah, sort of got to keep going. Probably, you know, point of no return, I guess, in a way. I mean, she does say, I want to go home and I will, but not yet. So, let's get packed and meet Ryan and figure out what we're going to do. And, um, yeah. And so, at the end that, you know, and, yeah. And basically, it would be many more leagues before they could retire.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and so I I think that you know wraps up yeah the whole story of um shadows of the dark crystal.
0: Sets so up what do we th-
2: so what do we think of the ending?
0: Book.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it totally sets it up for the next book.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah.
2: It's um in my opinion it's more of a um, Fellowship of the Rings ending as to a Empire Strikes Back ending. yeah Yeah. i like i like the like i like the way it ended whereas empire strike back it's like kind of sudden whereas this is like (laughs) okay there's a reflection it's like okay we're going to continue our journey
0: yeah i mean she's been through a lot already but she there's a it basically says you know that the quest has pretty much just begun which is kind of interesting too yeah
1: yeah, because I will say like the sort of the dialogue from this chapter, like sort of towards the end, sort of reminded me a bit of um Fellowship of the Ring, um when when they're at um Rivendell with with the Fellowship or not with the Fellowship, but you know with Frodo and um they're at Rivendell and Frodo's like you know I, I want to go home, um mm-hmm. that that sort of thing, um but yeah yeah but yeah it, I think it was good. I mean, because that was the thing. Like, I originally thought that this was going to be a one book story, and and I think that was going that was sort of the original intention. But when um, they decided to sort of expand upon upon uh, making this into a into a four book series, so of course we weren't going to get like a a definitive ending or whatnot. But I think it's a great ending. Like, I think it's sort of you know, um, it wraps up one part of the story. And, but we know we still got many more um, adventures to come. So it's, it's, it's very exciting stuff. Um, so, so I guess, you know, we'll, we, we might as well uh, wrap it up. But we'll, we'll just go with, you know, our final thoughts on Shadows of the Dark Crystal. So I might start uh, with yourself, Nancy, first. Yeah, what, what you sort of your overall thoughts on Shadows of the Dark Crystal. And maybe what, what you would look forward to um, uh, with uh, Song of the Dark Crystal.
0: Um, there are a lot of things. I mean, I really liked the picture it painted of Thra and um seeing these connections between like um, oh goodness, even like the um the big trees, like sog and things like that that had names that were part of it. And I just I'm really looking forward to seeing where he takes the journey at this point because, he added so many new things that are very interesting like uh, about the clans and things of that nature and we haven't even seen all of the clans yet. I'm really looking forward to how he portrays like the Groton clan and um, the more mysterious clan the um, just there's so much more to explore and I'm really looking forward to seeing how the other uh, Gelfling clans and the other Gelflings react to um all of this information there's a lot of really there's going to be a lot new in the next book i mean because from watching the movie you kind of know what they're going to discover in this book about um the skeksis but we don't know how the other clans are going to react and um anything about the the great dreaming and about the Garth and Wars, except for the little bit we were exposed to in the manga. So I'm just really excited about uh, all the new things we're going to see in the next book and how um Naya and Kylan's relationship is going to grow and things of that nature too.
1: Yeah. I'm, and it, yeah,
0: even the mysteries about which characters are alive and which ones aren't and things of that nature. I'm sure it'll come up soon and we'll get to know those things that we couldn't, um, know for sure in this book as well.
1: Yeah. It'll, it'll have to, yeah, it'll be really interesting. Yeah. What's to come with, um, the song of the dark crystal. I mean, I mean, it'd be interesting cause I know like in the front cover, you got our like, Kylan. Um, so whether Kylan's going to be a folk, more of a focus in, in song of the dark crystal or, um, yeah. Or, and just there's well, we also have the in. ruins.
2: The ruins. Yes. We also mm-hmm. have the well, not necessarily ruins. I mean, they're not ruins yet, but we oh, see no, the no. wall of destiny. It's yeah, the wall it's, of yeah. destiny, Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, to the prophecy. Yeah.
2: Does that get answered in the next one? Then is that because it's on the cover? Like, the, so are um, we yeah. going to see the wall of destiny in this next book? Is
0: do know. It gonna, yeah. I'm hoping that we at least get, get to it in the next book. but Or is that, hard, hard is that to part say. of
2: how it comes to be? Is that like one of these instinctual dream fast with Thra that is how a song teller sees a song? Maybe it's a song that comes to him is the actual wall of destiny and that somehow it gets... Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah you know, maybe that's what it is, because he's sitting there playing a furka, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so maybe maybe that's just a song that instinctually comes to him is the song of the Wall of Destiny.
0: I get the feeling it's um there are going to be more characters though, because it sounds like at least in the um on the website it sounds like the clans come together to dream up the uh, prophecy that becomes the wall of destiny.
2: Right. That's how it's told in the world of the dark crystal
0: mm-hmm. with
2: the book of Algra. She, it, it, it's, the seven clans get together on seven hillsides and they have a communal dream fast. Mm-hmm. And that's how they come up with the prophecy. And then, well, they, they actually dream etch the wall of destiny.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might ha- be almost like a song though, since it seems like a lot of their for- right. folklore is um passed along through oral history and through songs, it wouldn't so maybe that's me. what it
2: is. Maybe that's that's why it's called Song of the Dark Crystal because the song mm-hmm. comes to Kylan and he sees this wall of destiny, but then the song also c- is, comes from Thra to all the other Gelfling during the dr- communal dream fast. Mm -hmm. maybe yeah like like you said it's a it's a song that comes from thra itself and is yeah you know sung you know which is kind of interesting that that's kind of how naya sees it Mm
1: -hmm.
2: towards the end of this book because she has that instinctual dream fast with thra or you know like it says all of her questions were unanswered she doesn't know where that came from
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But maybe that's I like how she thought of it as, as being the way a song teller has a song
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: and how it was and instinctual it could also be
3: partially prophetic I mean we see uh, the sky grew darker still um, and instead of thousands of stars Naya only counted seven so those yeah. would be the seven plans in my nice. right. yeah. yeah.
0: good observation yeah I bet that's
2: right. So, is she becoming a song teller? Not to go back into the discussion of the book, but... Uh, um, I don't impulse. think so. Is it, but, just, is it just something that Gelfling's... Like... Sh- is it, like... Well, like, it, she almost describes it as it... She describes it as kind of like a dream fast with maybe Thra itself.
3: So... Well... She she has had connection with the crystal through the crystal veins. So this is part of the function of a hero is to have unique experiences that others don't. So they can have insights mm-hmm. and access to fate and destiny more easily, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. I get the feeling she's connected to the Song of Thra, and I get the feeling all of them are in some ways But Kylan strikes me as the one who's the song teller. And actually, she is connected now to Kylan. We established at the end that they were a lot closer than they were before. I do think that he is going to come into play a lot more in the second book because because of the artwork that shows him on the cover. But also because he became a lot stronger at the end of the book so it's kind of an interesting idea too, that we might actually, I don't, I'm assuming it's all going to still be from Naya's perspective, but I get the feeling Mm -hmm. that you might get to see a little more about Kylan, which I'm looking forward to because he was an interesting character.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and, and and Peter, I might as well, I just ask yeah just what your, your final thoughts on, uh, shadows of the dark crystal and, and what, what you most be looking forward to. And, um, in uh, Song of the Dark Crystal?
3: Well, um, I love history. So whether it's fantasy history uh, or, you know, nonfiction. And for this fantasy, I love having parts of the picture filled in that I could only guess at before. So this is a thrill to me to go journeying along with characters who were there. It's like reading a journal You know, from somebody who was uh, traveling through history, like Marco Polo, you know, just to be able to say that, you know, this person was there and saw these things as they happened, and to fill in those pieces is amazing, and I'm so grateful that J.M. Lee has been given this opportunity to do so, and he's doing so in a way that makes you want to turn the page every time. So to get all these questions answered that we've been talking about, I mean, for we, for me, one random question is, why didn't all the Gelflings suddenly rise up all as one and storm the castle? You know, the instant they found out they were draining essence, obviously that didn't happen. You know, where did the Gartham come from? Uh, what are the mystics really up to? I mean, there are so many big questions and then so many little mm-hmm. ones as well. The little stories, I think, are also what fascinate me. You know, the, uh, where's Naya going? You know, what's what's her journey? So getting wrapped up in the story has been a, a true pleasure and I'm trying not to overthink <laughs> things for the second book so it can just be revealed to me. I'm not one of those people who goes searching the internet for spoilers. I'd much rather experience the story fully. And that's part of what my enjoyment is for this is I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, stepping right mm-hmm. into the story, zipping it up over my head and diving in.
2: Yeah. And to, to comment on that, I'm, I'm very accepting now of all this new stuff. Like with creation myths, I was a little hesitant to go into it. You know, here I am old school, dark crystal fan. I had my whole big archival website, whatever you want to call it. And this, you know, this collection of all this stuff. And I was a little hesitant. And so I really liked creation myths. And then we were going to go into this whole novel series. And it's like, I'm, I'm to the point where it's like, if this is officially put out by the Jim Henson company and this is the way they want to tell it, tell it like if that's the way it's written, that's the way it's written. I'm all good with it. Like just bring it.
3: Yep. And <laughs> it's been coming. respectful too. I love that. Yeah. You know, it's not, yeah, you know what happened before? We're just going to throw that under the rug and stomp on it. I mean, it's glorious. <laughs> yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get all bent out of shape
2: because well, my theory was this and they didn't do that. I, well, I, I'm, I'm uh, totally fine with however they want to tell it. Yeah, It's a great
3: start.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I think like, yeah, considering that this is sort of the first sort of original dark crystal story. I mean, I mean, before we got the, the dark crystal novelization, um, but for a first sort of novel that sort of, you know, it's own sort of story. Um, I think it's set up, uh, pr- pretty good in my opinion. And I think, you know, and I think, there's kind of been people that are sort of being introduced to the dark crystal. Um, I would imagine, you know, with, with young, young kids, um, uh, that are going to be introduced to the dark crystal through shadows of the dark crystal and, um, whether they will, you know, continue reading, you know, the next stories and even maybe watch the film or find out more about all these other dark crystal stories that are out there. So, um, yeah, it's very exciting and, um, yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to, um, with Song of the Dark Crystal. Um, And, Blaine, I I might as well just get your final thoughts on Shadows of the Dark Crystal.
2: Yeah, I I really like the way it was... It was... Well, I guess to go even further back, all the way to the contest, like, I really liked how they wanted... Not necessarily... Well, of course, they wanted a writer, but they... They really did want a fan, so I really like mm. the way they reached out because you know you could you can go and hire an author to write a book and whatnot, but you for the Dark Crystal and for it to be the thirty-fifth or you know, the thirty-fourth year when this came out, um, and to have this cult following and then everything that's going on nowadays with the Dark Crystal, I like how they reached out to the fans. And they were like, we want a writer, but we also want a true fan to write these stories. And mm-hmm. I like the way how the whole thing, how it was presented. You had the contest and then you had, you have the cover, Brian Froud. Um, and then you've got your map. You've got a map of the past. So they went to that. They, um, You've got, you know, all your Corey Godby illustrations. I wish there were more, actually.
3: Me too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I agree.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I felt like there was definitely a lack of illustration in this book. I mean, yeah, it's not an illustrated book, but it's the dark crystal. It's the dark crystal. I want, I want visuals. New stuff. New stuff. Yeah. Uh, And then I like how it was a, it was her journey. It was, it was a journey. It, it reflected the film but it wasn't like and i really did like and not to go back and go go into star wars into another genre or another film or whatever but i really did like star wars episode 7 but there were a lot of eye rolling moments and to be honest i kind of have those with huh
3: yeah, you could tell they were going, hey, it's Star Wars. You know, yeah. we're waving a big flag that says Star mm. Wars. Yeah, It's
2: just like episode four. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is
3: like
0: there was a doing. lot of those moments. Hey, That's that what we needed at that time. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Well, and to it's be so honest, I, I actually have those moments when reading Power of the Dark Crystal comic. I have a lot of eye-rolling moments because it's like, oh, does Agra have to say that every time? Like, does does everything that's it's mostly Agra too? It's like, does she always have to say stuff that sounds like what she said in the movie? (laughs) Mm. Yeah, but Uh, yeah, I liked how we we've got the map, we've got it it was her journey. Um, She had the moment where she, you know, finally got her wings and she grew. As a character, like we got to know her, but then she also got to know herself, <laughs> which is captivating to me. Um, we we got to see. I like how we got to see um, the a look into the the Gelfling past. Like Peter was saying, the history. I really like how the, the history is being shown. We're we're getting a taste of everything because in the film, you don't get any of that. No, no I'm kidding. kidding. Jen, and, Jen and Kira don't even know really anything about Gelflings, about their own people. So here it's finally being presented. I mean, yeah, we got a taste of it in, um, you know, Legends of the Dark Crystal mi- manga, um, and some in creation myths, but that was more primitive. Whereas now it's you know it's a little more developed. It's um, I don't know. It's
3: yeah, you know one thing I can mention Jen had all that time with the mystics you think they would have taught him some Gelfling history you Right, know? but then how much do well, they know of the Gelf? They,
0: they-, they don't like to interfere with the Gelflings either yeah. though Yeah. by teaching him the history they may actually guide him to, you know even though his master in the end does tell him to go find the shard and heal the crystal it's one of those things that Maybe at the time they weren't sure if they should raise him that way, you know. Well, it's
3: a whole another topic. Plus, I, I just felt it the big person. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sorry. Well, then. Sorry. Well, no, that's fine. Um, and then to, to go into um, the well, I like how we're we're seeing the Skeksis um, as as being as powerful as they were. Um, we you know we definitely don't get that in the film at all. They're yeah in their prime they're they're pretty much falling apart in the film, and that also has i know I know that some of that has to do with the limitations that they had in the puppetry and the technology back then she couldn't get big huge momentous motion out of these puppets, you know they were kind of awkward um you didn't get a lot of wide shots is what I mean. You know, with, with this type of puppetry, you, you don't see a full skexy, like attacking somebody. Um, -hmm. and we'll end to go into song. I hope that she, um, we do get more of the dream fasting background and abilities or whatnot. I really like that aspect of the story. Um, the whole, Diving more into dream fasting and how it works, and because she has this ability to be able to, you know, talk with the animals and whatnot, or dream fast with the animals, Kira can talk to the animals. But I hope, yeah, I hope that we we get more of her wings. We get more of uh, maybe the Skeksis starting to lash out,
3: mm-hmm.
2: seeing them more away from the castle. If they do actually ever leave the castle
1: (laughs) yeah um yeah it's just very very i mean i'm just kind of like yeah just you know just however they want to tell it
2: just bring it yeah i'm I'm all about it bring it on it's (laughs) pre-ordered i'm waiting
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah of course so our next discussion i mean we'll definitely be having a break from the discussion episodes but uh we will definitely continue on um that's for certain as we get into the uh the song of the dark crystal um for future discussion for the show so yeah i just wanted to say yeah thank you so much uh peter nancy and Bland, um for being part of this um round table discussion on shadows of the dark crystal thank you thank Glad you to
0: be here again
1: yes we finally finished another yes now we
3: can look forward to the song of the dark crystal Yay. right mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's like
1: and I guess, um, Nancy, I'll just start with yourself. Um, so for any listeners that want to you know, find more about uh, your work, um, how can people find you?
0: Um, you can find me on nancygray.net, which is my professional website, or, um, or nancygray.blogspot.com, uh, which is my blog. E-
1: excellent. And, and, uh, and what about yourself, uh, Peter? How, how can people find you and find more about your work?
3: Uh, they can just go to my sci-fi trilogies website i update it every month and that's to be found at dwimsaga.com d w double i double m saga s-a-g-a dot com
1: excellent thank you so much and of course we'll we'll put these uh links on our show notes uh for people that wanted to 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 look into that so uh, thank you so much and, um, again, thank you so much, Bland. And, and I guess, you know, how, how can people find you?
2: Um, well, you can find me, um, I'm on Facebook, um, very active in the dream fasting, um, dark crystal experience group. Um, my Twitter is at Blandarella, and I guess that's about it.
1: <laughs> all right. So that's all the time I have for this month's trial by stone. Special thanks to to Bland, Peter, and Nancy for being on the show. If you, if you want to contact with us, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast, or like us on Twitter at darkcrystalpod. If you like the show and you think that others would like it too, then please write a review on the iTunes. I'd greatly appreciate that. I hope you all enjoyed the show and come back next month for more Trial by a Stone.